Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time for the hard-hitting analysis you won't find anywhere else. Here's former Super Bowl winning scout Brian Broaddus and Bobby Belt. 10-5 victory! Cowboys win! This is Love of the Star. Star. Stop. Welcome to the Stop. Love the Star podcast. Stop. I'm Bobby Belt, Dallas Cowboys insider for 105.3 The Fan of Dallas. Joined as always by former Super Bowl winning NFL scout Brian Broaddus. He is now the co-host of the G-Bag Nation, 2 to 7 p.m. Central, Monday through Friday on 105.3 The Fan of Dallas. He is also the pre- and post-game co-host on the Dallas Cowboys radio network. And we're going to take a look at the Miami Dolphins offense today, Brian. Take a look at the defense on the next show. But before we dive into all of that, we're going to need to take a look at who might possibly be available in this game because there are sincere questions on both sides and it's not just the Jonathan Hankins question which that's not much of a question Jonathan Hankins is not playing this week Uh, but the question of Zach Martin and then the question of Tyron Smith so as is the standard the injury report gets sent out on Wednesdays and when it gets sent out Tyron Smith is always DNP that is not unusual right he is designated though as not injury related slash rest so it'll say NIR rest on there so it was notable when the injury report got sent out late last night that as we record this on Thursday that Tyron Smith was listed on there as back and there was nothing in there about not being injury related Uh, so that led to some questions this morning Cowboys a little cagey about it. He again does not practice today on Thursday. And now the questions have started to arise over whether or not Tyron Smith is going to be available. This is something that occurred apparently in the Buffalo game, according to Mike McCarthy. And as it stands now, Brian, uh, we've got some concerns along the offensive line in terms of the availability for the Cowboys. Yeah, it, uh, it it's it's never easy, you know, and we, especially with you're dealing with Tyron Smith. Uh, you know, you had an idea with Zach Martin potentially what was ahead, and everything that I've heard about Zach Martin was that he is progressing. Now, now we'll see. We had Zach Martin on our uh, on our station on 105.3 The Fan, the G Bag Nation, his normal uh, radio hit that he does with us every Thursday. Uh, when I stopped asking him about putting together Christmas toys, uh, we got to the nuts and bolts of the actual game. And, and so, you know, he says, hey, I'm feeling pretty good. But, you know, so you're, you're kind of hopeful. I mean, last week we talked about Malik Hooker, you know, and it was like on Thursday I was getting the, hey, everything's going to be fine. And then we get to the game on, you know, Sunday and then Malik Hooker's not playing. And, yeah. you know, so, you know, when you hear that, hey, they're making progress, but 
the whole thing with 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 Tyron Smith is the back, and you just you just worry about that because there's been times where you know you again you hear well he's making progress, mm-hmm. yeah. but but did he make enough progress? Did he did, is is the back? Is it a tight situation? Has it locked on him? You know, it, it's something that he's dealt with, and there's been times where it you know it just hasn't been good enough. You yeah. know, it just he has not been healthy enough to play, and uh, I think there's I think there should be some concern uh, for Cowboy Nation out there because I don't think we'll know this until Sunday when he actually gets on the field there. And or they get to the stadium and they got this thing where like okay yes he can go or no he can't go but I think it's going to actually come down to Sunday I really do believe that yeah and it's this is always this I think is, Zach Martin has a better chance of playing than maybe than Tyron Smith does that make sense it makes sense does it make me feel comfortable Not no hell no it doesn't no no <laughs> no and, and look I know that uh you know Zach Martin has been doing uh everything he can to get ready um stuff uh inside the building with, with rehab stuff outside the building that he does um so I know he he's definitely locked in on trying to get ready to play that that's a serious serious deterrent though the the injury that he's dealing with so i would not be surprised if zach martin doesn't play yeah i wouldn't either they're gonna try and get him ready but i wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't play the the tyron smith one is always concerning because anything having to do with tyron smith's back it's it's usually a nightmare it usually is a nightmare it's something that will will always cause you to be a little you know hesitant it's no different than when you used to see Sean Lee pop up with a hamstring. Right. Where it's like, oh boy, okay, well, this could go a couple different ways. Maybe it's nothing, but maybe it's really something. And Tyron Smith has played really well this season. Sure has. Uh, I mean, I mean, there, Very high level. Yeah, absolutely. There, there have been you know a, a few different games this season where he looked incredible. Now, uh, there was a couple weeks ago, everybody kind of had a tough time on the offensive line for against Seattle. That wasn't yeah. a great game for and everybody. And they gave up a sack. Him and, and Tyler Smith gave up a sack off a twist that was really uncharacteristic yeah. of those two. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And so, uh, but I mean, for the most part, he's been great this season. Yeah. And and I don't think you want to roll into this game specifically without him. Um, yeah, not with Bradley Chubb playing as that right defensive end for the Dolphins. Yeah, and I mean, they've, they've got some guys on that defensive front for the Dolphins who can generate a lot of pressure. Yeah. And so th- this is a game where you'd really like to have as much of your offensive line intact as possible. But uh, certainly a, a big question facing the Cowboys now will be Tyron Smith's availability. Um, and it's something where if you were to project it right now, I personally would just say that Cowboys fans, and, and we may be surprised by both or whatever else, um, I would personally say that the the preparation should be go ahead and assume you're going into this game without Zach Martin and Tyron Smith is how I would that, that, probably that, approach it. Yeah, I I can't disagree with you. I, I can't. There's nothing that I could say that, no, Bobby, wait. No, no, Bobby, wait on this. Uh, and, you know, I hope, I hope we're wrong about this. But yeah, when when you're dealing with back and Tyron Smith, it, it usually is something that you just don't feel great about. And and Zach is, you know, like I said, he's improving every day. Will that approve enough to be able to play on, you know, on Sunday? And I, but I, I, there's nothing I could say to you that makes me. Uh, that that would fight you on that point right now. I, I do agree with what you're saying. Yeah, and I mean, like, let's just think about how what the Cowboys try to do. Uh, just quickly on the Zach Martin front. I, I mean, like, you've got a a 
big old bruise on that that yeah. uh, left quad, I believe deep, it is. Deep bruise, too. Deep bruise, yeah. which is the same one that Amari Cooper, I believe, yeah. had when yeah. he, he missed time against the Jets. Right. Um, was it was it was that muscle that runs underneath the quad. Not part firing, of the quad yeah, muscle. yeah. And so when you think about, like, using that muscle to, like, really drive with power, that's going to be – that's going to be tough for Zach Martin to do on Sunday. Um, and so it, it puts them in a little bit of a tough position. The other thing here is that you should probably operate under the assumption that you're not going to have these guys. Because you remember, we, we we went into the Arizona game thinking, all right, Tyron's probably going to go. Yeah. And then Tyron didn't go. And, didn't go at all. Nope. And, and the fact that Tyron Smith has so many incentives built into his availability. He's got to play to get paid. Yeah. And he wants to yeah. to reach those incentives, no doubt. The fact that we're talking about it in these terms probably tells you how seriously he's not feeling great right now right. as just a setup. Now, on the other side, like we mentioned uh, though at the top of this, Hankins... The, the Hankins, Hankins was going to be a couple of weeks. And, Hankins not happening. And he's and it, probably more likely for Detroit. That's kind yeah. of the vibe we're getting right now there. Yeah, absolutely. So other than that, um, pretty clean looking overall. Uh, you had a uh, Malik Hooker finally returned to practice in a limited capacity after being a DNP. On the other side, the Miami Dolphins got a number of people back uh, in at least a limited capacity. Guys, they've been missing. Uh, the running back, Devon Achan, who we'll talk about here in just a second when we review the offense. Uh, Teron Armstead returned in limited action, dealing with a knee and an ankle. Um, you had Tyreek Hill coming back in limited. The talk out of Miami is that there's a that's trending the right way, is that Tyreek Hill should be available in this game. Now, how effective will he be? Yeah. Now, yeah. now look, I mean, if Tyreek Hill is 80%, that's still probably faster than 80% of the receivers in the league as well. Yeah. Um, but that, that definitely is something that could limit him in some capacity. Xavier uh, Howard was a DNP on Wednesday with a hip issue. He was limited on Thursday. So uh, the Dolphins starting to get some guys back, getting some guys ready to participate. Um, but the the big ones there, obviously, that you're probably talking about are all pretty much on the offensive side of the ball. You're looking at Achan, Armstead, one of the you know better tackles consistently over the last decade in the league. And then, of course, what Tyree Kill can do for you. That would be massive for the Dolphins if they're able to have all three of those guys ready to play. No, that's uh, – and, you know, they've, they've dealt with it really – they've dealt with it on their offensive line and they've dealt with it in their secondary. Yeah. You know, that as you mentioned, that, that's been a – that's been a big issue, but they've got, you know, when we get in tomorrow night, we'll start talking about with Jalen Ramsey and what he's been able to do. But, yeah, this offensive line has been a little bit of a mess uh, for, you know, and, and matter of fact, they asked uh, Mike McDaniel, like, okay, what's the status of your offensive line? And he stood up there and put both palms out like, bro, yeah. like, come on, you know, what are, we, what are we doing here? But I think the Dolphins are really, their coaching staff's doing the best they can to mask the issues that they're currently having right there. You know, there's a lot of moving parts with that group. You know, they lose Connor Williams, Robert Hunt's dealing with that hamstring, Austin Jackson, the oblique problem. Uh, you know, Eichenberg has filled in for Williams. He's dealing with a toe injury a little bit. Robert Jones has been in the in for Hunt and, and Kendall uh, Lamb for Jackson. I mean, it's clear they are trying their best to be able to kind of mask all these things. And, you know, in the Jets game, when you watch them play, it was clear that Tua was not interested in holding the ball. He no. was not. You know, they were worried about the protection. They were worried about, you know, getting sacked. And they were worried about taking hits. And the metrics will tell you that Tua got rid of the ball faster than any other game he has this season. Which he gets rid of the ball pretty quick at times. He does. He surely he surely does. So, yeah, if they get into a situation where they're having all these replacements with their offensive line, 
then you're going to see the Cowboys. You know, can the Cowboys take advantage of this Miami Dolphin offensive line? But they've got to. They're going to have to play. Uh, they're going to have to play a really a, a, a clean game with penalties, and they're going to have to be able to to play run defense because what you're going to get is you're going to get the ball on the edge, on the perimeter, pin and pulls. You're going to see some funky-looking formations. You're going to see pistol formations. You're going to see fullbacks, motion guys with tight ends. You're going to see cracks by the wide receivers. They're going to, do, they're going to be super creative with the way that they run the football. And so Dallas has to be absolutely ready for all of those uh, possibilities uh, going forward. Now, on that specific injury update, um, you know, we just talked about the guys they got back, the guys they did not have back on Thursday. And, and we'll know, hopefully, the game status of these guys when we record the next one. We'll be able to update you guys that on uh, the episode that we drop uh, on Saturday. Um, but the guys they did not get back here that are important to them, Robert Hunt did not yeah. practice. Uh, that's two days that he's missed with hamstring. And then Austin Jackson was a DNP as well. Uh, Liam Eikenberg has been limited this entire week. He's got a toe. Yeah, he's been dealing with. Yeah, and uh, he's he's calf. And then uh, Teron yeah. Armstead is dealing obviously with that knee and that ankle, but he's back. But I mean, this is just a completely depleted. well. That must be a new injury because he was dealing with a toe last week too. Yeah, he's yeah. yeah so he's on yeah, there as yeah. calf this yeah, week. Yeah, and so they they are banged up in a big way for that offensive line. Um, and, and you know, if you're telling me that they're not going to have Hunt. Or Jackson available in this game, which that's it the sounds right like side. they're not. Yeah, yeah. Um, then I, I, I like Dallas's chances a lot more in this game if they're that depleted on the right side of the offense. Dallas has got to take advantage. You know, their their defensive line, they can't let if it turns into backup guys, they cannot let backup guys win this game on the offensive line. They they just can't. Dallas, you know, they t- they have a lot of pride and, you know, with Micah Parsons, I would move him up and down that line and finding those guys. You know, Eichenberg at center, you know, uh, find out what's going on with Lamb at tackle. Uh, you know, Robert Jones, find out what's going on with him. You know, don't let this don't let this crew be the one that 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 takes uh, takes advantage, or, or you you they take advantage of you and your blocking scheme. Yeah, absolutely. So we will have some more injury updates for you on that front uh, in the next episode. But that's kind of where things stand at this point. Trending the right way for the Dolphins with Armstead, Achan, uh, Tyreek Hill. Those are some of the big ones they're getting back. Not looking as optimistic right now for Robert Hunt and Austin Jackson. And then on Dallas's side, uh, the big ones that you're asking about, uh, Jonathan Hankins obviously out for this game it sounds like um but but not feeling super great about Zach Martin that one feels a little uh unstable right now and then I think we're leaning at this point uh on the negative direction for Tyron Smith but we will see stranger things have happened you're listening to the love the star podcast the love the stars and odyssey podcast you can find it on the odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts all right, Brian, let's talk about this Miami Dolphins offense, which is uh, one of the better ones in the NFL. Obviously, very, very talented, a ton of speed. Uh, I, I mean, just an incredibly fast offense. You know, what's funny, too, is uh, obviously Connor Williams is out for the season. Right. And, um, you know, you've got Teron Armstead, who's banged up right now. But you want to talk about speed, Brian. Like, this speed exists even on their offensive line. Like, Connor Williams and, uh, you know, Teron Armstead are two of the, the faster-timed yeah. offensive linemen in the NFL. And so they've got speed all the way down to their offensive line. And, boy, they, they use it in so many different creative ways some of the the stuff you see in particular and this is probably terrifying for Cowboys fans to hear 
uh, after what happened in Buffalo with the run game. But some of the just really unique motions, play actions, and the run concepts that they have here are are fascinating. A lot of it looks like San Francisco, but I mean, there's some yeah. stuff in here that I, I'm trying to remember. I think this was the Jets game. I don't remember which game I saw this play, but Brian, have you seen that on tape them run this, this, what looks like he's about to pitch it to the running back, but they're running jet motion and Tua will just kind of blind yeah. toss it to the receiver. I mean, some of the stuff that they draw up here is really elaborate and, and really unique and really fun to watch, honestly, as just an objective football observer. But, man, uh, I, there's a lot about this Dolphins offense, Brian, that's going to be able to stress what the Cowboys do. Yeah, it, it's there's so much to it. You know, there's there's so much to what's going on with their their scheme, as you mentioned. And, you know, it's it's crazy to it's crazy to uh, uh, to watch them play because it's so creative and it's creative in a, in a really in a fun way. It absolutely is one of those, you know, I, I really enjoy with the route combinations, though, with the with the way that they use their motion, the way that they use their uh, the way they use their personnel. If you're dressing for a Dolphin game and you're on offense, and, and this is where it's very 49er-like, if you're dressing on the offense, they are going to use you. They are going to find a way to get you yeah. into that game. You know, fullbacks, tight ends, wide receivers. You know, they're going to – running backs. They're going to get everybody involved uh, in this in, in, their, in the games. And so that's, to me – that's what the, the the great thing about uh, about the 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 Dolphins and when you watch them play that uh, it, uh, it 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 kind of if you're a big fan of offensive football it is it is a fun fun offense to watch yeah the the some of the design is is really impressive um, in you know every way that they use it in terms of the passing game yeah. and, and the run game a lot of what you see here in the passing game we'll talk about the personnel specifically but just schematically what we're looking at here Brian. Um, there's a lot of screens to these receivers, uh, a lot of flares to the halfbacks. Right. Um, the backs catch extremely yeah. well. Yeah, that- you're, you're running flares to the running backs. You're running screens. Uh, and, and you know what they use? A lot of, of what they do here is it all complements it, the, the rest of the offense really, really well. So they, they can burn you with these screens and these flares and, 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 you know, these throws to the flats. And then they use that as, you know, and they use their run concepts and some of what they do with motion to then set up and like draw in linebackers yeah. and, and take advantage of things. And then you're opening up. All right. I, I've got a spot to kind of drop it over these defenders that have come in. And then and you're they got running. a really accurate quarterback throwing the ball. Yeah. And, and man, it, what you'll see is you'll see them hit these, these throws to the, the flat you'll see them hit these screens and and run out of this jet motion and then what you see them do is all right let's set up some play action with that jet motion let's pull defenders in with some of this stuff to the flat and then okay let's hit Tyree Kill on a dig 15 yards and it's just easy you know it all flows so smooth when it when it's hitting on on all cylinders um they'll they'll run some of these uh option routes that were we're so uh so you know the the focus of so much attention here in Dallas, they'll they'll run a lot of these things where it's like you know okay you got the option you're gonna hit the post you're gonna flatten it you're gonna run the yeah. dig here, um and, and that is where maybe at times I think you see two. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. His weaknesses is that Tua at times I think doesn't doesn't read correctly what the defense is doing on some of those option routes or or he doesn't necessarily read the linebackers dropping. I know that's right. been a big uh, discussion point uh, here in Dallas with with Dak and some of the mistakes that he makes at times. But Brian, this feels like a game that is going to be absolutely critical for everything we just talked about. Stuff in the flats, the way it draws defenders in, stuff in the wrong game. This feels like a game that is absolutely critical to your linebackers need to play really good football in this game. No, I, I think you're absolutely right about this because they do put a lot of stress on you. The quarterback is so accurate near or at the line of scrimmage where he, you know, and, and the Dolphins are huge. Like 52% of their offense is run after catch. So you you know you when that ball is thrown at or near the line of scrimmage that's when they take really some advantage of you right there because of their speed. Where two has had some issues. When you look at 10 plus to 20 plus right in that range right there there's been some snaps where you know th- his ball tends to float and there's some lack of pace and all of a sudden though you know you he he doesn't you know, doesn't make the connection like he should. There's no threat of him running the football. No. That, that I mean, you've got to find a way to get on him. So don't worry about that. But if, you know, in that 10 to 20 range, you know, he when he can hit people on the move, that's when he is deadly. And that's at the line of scrimmage or a little bit beyond that line of scrimmage. And you see that. But that 10, 10 plus to 20 plus, he's had some problems. If you look at where he's thrown interceptions on a, on a chart, mm-hmm. six of his interceptions this season have been outside the left hash. Yeah, stuff that requires probably yeah, a little yeah, more arm strength. A little bit more arm and strength. Stuff, and yeah. that he lacks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So that's where, you know, that would be throwing at, at, at Bland's side. But you look at where Tariq uh, Hill, how do I say his name? Tariq, Tyreek. Tyreek Hills. I always jack up his first name. Sorry about that. <laughs> but you look at where Hill has been, where he, you know, when he plays in these games, he could be very hard to keep up with because he'll line up inside, outside. But the majority of his yards are going to be on the outside right. So that's over on, that's to the other side. He has 672 yards on outside right. Yeah, He's 50-50 playing in the slot. Everybody's thinking, oh, he's a slot player. No, it's outside right where he kills you out there. That's, that's where his, and what they do is they play in a lot of that three-by-one and I mean three by one. It's that trips bunch and then bunch yeah. and one guy to the other side. He's part of the trips, and then all of a sudden, then you're into that where you're trying to double him or take care of him, and then he scatter out of that, and that could be a really really hard thing to deal with. So, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a it's a difficult offense to deal with, and you know he's a he's a terrifying player because of his ability to to that 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 explosive quickness but how explosive is he going to be with this ankle 
That's yeah. that's that's what the, we'll probably figure out on Sunday. Or how explosive is a guy like Devon Achan going to be uh, yeah. in the backfield who's coming off an event injury? And you know what's funny about Achan too is that uh, because he is such a track star, the speed. Is, yeah, is but don't absurd. let that fool you. I, I, was, I was about to say it's, that's not that's not a tra- that, that's the stereotype that a lot of track guys get. That they they're not. He is a tough football I was, I was player. Say, he's incredibly yeah. fast. That, 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 yeah. that that's that's not a the, no, the, the, not the, at all. the end of his game though. That's a that's a player who will run with some physicality, right. and some Toughness and uh, with the pads on him, he's a different guy. He really is. We've seen what Mostert can do. I mean, this is a this is a really strong running back duo that, if healthy, can cause some problems for you. And and that's the thing that's really difficult about what Miami does. I feel like schematically on offense is that even with the questions on the offensive line, they do so many things that you have to account for yeah. and you have to guard against that like they don't necessarily need the elite run blocking. They can get favorable numbers just by spreading things out. Right. They can get, you know, favorable looks just by like the hesitation of you gotta okay, well, I've got to account for what's gonna happen here. Is this gonna be a jet yeah. sweep? Are they is this an RPO? What are we doing here? And so they get a lot of hesitation from the defense and then their speed is so incredible that that little bit of hesitation can be like absolutely deadly to recover from you, yeah. you you can sometimes just kill yourself with that moment of hesitation and that's a big deal for a linebacker group here in Dallas that's had trouble at times seeing it the right way the first right. time yeah you're absolutely right about that and you know people were talking about uh, about playing Micah Parsons at some you know off ball linebacker and you know hey that's a you know, that's a decent plan if you think about you because you're just thinking about size yeah you're thinking about size. And I went back and watched Micah Parsons playing majority of off-ball linebacker against Green Bay last year. Micah has some problems reading it, too. He has some problems reading it, too. And But, you know, that's it's not – but he's such an elite rusher now. And, you know, how much off-ball linebacker does he get nowadays? How much of that work does he really get? Not a lot. And, see, that's where all of a sudden when you talk about the great off-ball linebackers for Dallas Cowboys, the Dat Wins, the Dexter Coakleys, the uh, the Sean Lees, the Leighton Van and I could go back to the you know the previous like the Bob Brunings of the guys that played in the seventies and eighties. Yeah. I could do that to you, but what did they all have? They were all really instinctual players. They were all that like they and that's the thing when you watch Sean Lee play, even Leighton Vanderish, that win, they saw formation. They knew where the ball was going to go. Okay, you know, and that's why sometimes too, Demone Clark, when he was playing with Leighton Vanderish, he was a better player. Yeah. Because Leighton Vanderesh was helping him kind of get through and navigate all this that they're going through now. So Damone Clark has had his struggles and, you know, Bell and Curse and those guys playing at linebacker. It's like, okay, I'm trying to read, I'm trying to see the I'm trying to play with some instincts. Oh my gosh, there's a three hundred and eighteen pound guy in my face right now. Yeah. You know, and they've and you have to the really the great linebackers, they see it and they go, and they're a half step ahead of these blockers. In the Buffalo game, they weren't half step ahead of anybody. No, last week, and we'll see. We'll see with the Dolphins' offensive line. They're going to get the pin and pull. They're going to because the Dolphin coaches don't trust their offensive line to go toe to toe with Dallas. Sure, they just don't, and they shouldn't, and they shouldn't, and, and they uh, should be terrified if Dallas gets ahead in this game and all of a sudden it turns into a throwing game. You know, it could be very explosive for both teams, but they have to fear about their quarterback dropping back a bunch against his front with a compromised offensive line. Dallas has got to force Miami to throw the football in this game. I know it's crazy. It sounds like with all with Waddle and Hill and Smythe and these backs that they can throw the ball to. 
it, it sounds crazy, but if it turns into they don't have to do anything because of the running game, that it, it turns into, okay, second verse, quarterback in the AFC East doesn't have to play. Yeah. You know, Dallas can't afford that. They just can't. Is this a game where because of the ways that they can sort of stress things and, and how much of the field they, they want to try and get you to cover. Um, is this a game where even though Dallas is one of the most man-heavy teams in the NFL, is, is this a day where it, it's, it might be better to run a little more zone than, than typically? Like just kind of like, hey, let's make sure we've got our bases covered and, and not get manipulated by bad eyes in this one. You know, they've, they've had problems though too where they've had problems with when they've, played zone coverage and guys running through zones sure you know so I think the Cowboys they play man defense that's you know and I know people are going to listen to this and like ah damn brought us all you know but they're really really good at it you try to just get home with four then that's what Dallas does they're two the two of the best teams in the league getting home with four man pressure Dallas and Miami another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where Bank of America can help for your financial to-dos Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us what would you like the power to do Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I mean... Dallas, I mean, Dallas doesn't have to blitz you, but they will. I was going to say, they don't have to, but they, they don't have to, but they, they will. But they will. So is this a day, though, where you say, like, let's, let's not complicate things too much. Let's just try to get home with four. Let's drop seven and make sure that we're not exposed I think, to, I think to the way that McDaniel tries to test the field. Tackling is going to be huge in this game. I know. Here we are. Captain Obvious brought us again, telling us that tackling's huge. It's going to be in this game. Buffalo tackled really well. The other yep. day. And you know what? Miami tackled really well against the Jets. Didn't tackle particularly well against the Eagles when they played in week seven, though. You know, so you, which, whichever defense struggles in that area, it will probably lose this football game. Because both teams are both teams could could make huge plays in this game. Capable yeah. of making huge offensive plays in this game. But, you know, which team can limit that and which team probably will tackle the best? If it's a – I talked about 50, 52% of Miami's offense is run after catch. Yeah. And you can't, you can't have that. If you're Dallas, I mean, you can, you've got to limit their run after catch. Well, I mean, and they'll do some, some wild things with, like, we already mentioned flares – bubble yep. screens, whatever else. They, they've run this play a couple different times, this concept where they'll run the orbit motion yeah. 
and typically you okay you orbit motion and run out into the flat and a lot of times it'll go to that guy in the flat it's just to stretch you it's to stretch you well it's not just to stretch you sometimes it's just he's running that orbit motion to get ahead of steam and lead block for a flare to the running back they do some really a lot that they give you some looks that you've become so accustomed to and then they throw a wrinkle on top of it like oh yeah no this is what when you see this across league this is what you expect we're gonna throw something completely different at you and that's a really difficult thing to prepare for how much of just really quickly as we wrap this up before we go to the the mailbag how much of what you think we see from mike mcdaniel is classic kyle shanahan type of schemes that dan quinn obviously has a lot of familiarity with because i feel like a lot of it's similar but but it's 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 really unique in its presentation in a lot of i think i think that mike mcdaniel i think he's looking at this and we've seen video clips of him before sounds of the sidelines He's clicked over on the headset and told his coaches, he says, guys, I'm going to run this ball. And he ran it 10 straight times. He yeah. goes, somebody talk me out of running this football right now. I think, I think he's going to turn this thing into maybe an old school fist fight. And I mean that in a way, Dallas, are you good enough to stop us from running the football? But I think he also, and if Dallas can make Miami one-dimensional, now it turns into now can Dallas tackle well enough, can Dallas cover in the secondary. But I, 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 feel, like, I feel like that he is immediately going to try and run the football on you. As soon as they get off the bus, they're going to try and run the ball, the football on you. I mean, that would be the – when you watch the tape of Buffalo, I don't see how if you're Miami, you don't look at that and go, we need to run the ball 60 times. Yeah. That, that, that's what the tape against Buffalo would have shown you. Uh, you are listening to the Love the Star podcast, the Love the Stars and Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Brian, it is now time for our Dean Julia Love the Star mailbag. It's where we uh, turn things over to our dear, sweet listeners, uh, see what they want to talk about, get some of their thoughts and their concerns, their questions. First one here from uh, KMS22. Uh, we talked about the linebackers, obviously. Does this need to be a big week for the safeties against this Miami attack? Any chance we see some more 30 in this game? 30, obviously, being Wanye Thomas. Yeah, actually, I think that, to me, you're – Wanye is Thomas needs to tackle better. He needs to tackle better. And this was a this was kind of a rough game for him and I think him may having to make in the start now maybe a little bit more calm down, you know, about what the situation is. Uh, you know, I think Malik Hooker, yeah, I've been very very critical of Malik Hooker. I think there's been some games where he's played very well. I think you're going to need Malik Hooker to stand back there about 25 yards and make sure that everything stays in front of him if he can. Yeah. If you see some vertical routes and stuff, you see maybe cheat over to that side a little bit. We saw Waddle make a huge reception against the Jets that was a vertical play. It looked like no safety help in the middle of the field. You know, this is going to be a big, big game for these safeties. You know, because and especially with the stuff that the Dolphins like to do, like say with the ball at the line of scrimmage, guys got to be able to rally, jump up, tackle if they have to. But this is a big, 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 big game for the safeties, especially for Hooker. He he's got to be able to kind of not give up anything over the top and uh, and play with some range in this game and and help when he can. You know, Tua Tua could be Tua could be accurate. Like I say, underneath the ball going down the field, though, if you play with a little range, maybe you could find a way too to also ball underthrown a little bit. Maybe go up and get yourself an interception or two out of this one. Yeah, I mean, I, I do think that this is a ba- the 
biggest position group that, that needs to step up in this game just linebackers is the linebackers, linebackers yeah but, but i mean honestly the safeties are, are a big part of that too especially when the cowboys use their safeties yeah. as pseudo linebackers because yeah. really what what miami likes to do a lot is they, they like to test those edges with the running game they like to throw the quick screens and they kind of lull the middle of the field and they right. start getting some susceptibility right so absolutely defending the middle of the field those safeties and those linebackers they're going to be a big part of it for sure uh next question here from thomas do we have confidence slash evidence that the staff will make the necessary in-game adjustments going forward if we start getting smashed in a particular area of the game. I feel like we could have adjusted to more run slash RPO last week, but we just kept going deep into 7-8 DBs. Do you have any concerns at all, yeah. Brian, uh, on either side of the ball about adjustments? I don't have any concerns about adjustments. I don't know if you have the personnel to adjust. Yeah. That's the problem. I, I think that, you know what Dan Quinn tried to do? Dan Quinn tried to play slant front. You know, he tried to he tried to basically say slant front and then fill is what he was doing with his guys. So everybody takes a step to the right. There's somebody on the backside that's supposed to fill. Well, they didn't get the fill. Yeah. You know, Dan tried to do things. He he does not have the bodies, the big bodies. Now people say, well, what about Micah? What about can Sam Williams play? You know, sure. I get it. You're you're just you're you're trying your best to say, well, hey, don't let him run the ball at me anymore. But you're also talking about I don't think you have the bodies. You know, you want to take Micah off the line and where to me personally, if the Dolphins are running with three different uh, offensive linemen, the center, the right guard, the right tackle, Micah Parsons is getting a shot at all those guys. You know, I'm putting him down there. I'm letting him be disruptive. I'm letting him trying to get up the field. But I, I, I do think that Dan, if could Dan want to play this differently? Absolutely he could. But I don't think he has the bodies to do it. The, the size that he wants to have to do that. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think that in a dream world, what Dan Quinn built, everybody healthy, everybody doing what they're supposed to do, I think that Dan Quinn felt like, all right, I've built the personnel to be able to match anything I want. He, he gets a freak athlete, a big body inside like Mozzie Smith. Yeah. He gets the run stopper and Hankins. We know what he's got in the pass rushers, but he's got these, you know, chess pieces like Micah Parsons. Right. He's he's done a great job. The whole defensive staff has done a great job developing Marquise Bell into a guy who can be very flexible. They already know Curse can do some flexible things. Right. Um, they use Wanye Thomas in a very unique way. Well, and so They need Damone Clark to play better. They do. They you do. know, they need Clark to play better. They need Wilson to play better. They need, you know, there's guys that need to step up and play better in this this game every single week i'm reminded just about every single week even the games where they've played well i'm reminded and i just kind of shake my head and i go i really wish i could have seen what this defense would have looked like if demarvian overshone no and that's what we're saying a bunch like overshone plays six plays in the game against the last game of the year and has three tackles yeah. You know, that's what you that's what you have in that type of a player. They were so and that's excited they, And that's why they went after Shaq Leonard. Yeah. You know, because they knew they needed somebody bigger inside and they could do something else with Bell. They that's why they made that determination. They tried. They should have they should have probably they didn't want to claim the contract. You know, yeah. they thought that maybe they could recruit and get the guy. But it didn't work out that way. Unfortunately, they lost Van Der Esch. That's another reason why, you know, you're struggling. They lose they they lose uh, Hankins for a couple of weeks. You know, that's a bad situation. Yeah. I mean, he he's he's at a gunfight with 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 a slingshot right now trying to trying to defend these teams that, you know, and and unfortunately, you know, you're about to deal with a team that runs the ball really really well. 
it'll be a big test for sure. Next question here from Sean Cunningham. Would a competitive close loss on Sunday give you even a little confidence in this road versus home performance and consistency, especially no, if loss. Tyron and Martin potentially miss the game? Yeah, so lo- no, no confidence. Lo- loss is a loss. You know, and especially if the loss is, you know, I'm going to say this though, and it, it, I'm going to put a lot on this offense. You know, when this offense scores 35, 40 points, nobody runs the ball on you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, maybe the best defense is a great offense. You know, and, and Dallas, you know, they've. Would you take the ball first against Miami? I, hell yes, I would. I would absolutely take the ball first. You know, I would try. I would try and get, you know, but we'll see what Mike does there. Like on the road, he he likes to play. He, he likes to try and play for the middle eight. Yep. You know, and, and, you know, Seattle did a great job in the middle eight against you. And then you against Buffalo, you were terrible in the middle eight. Yeah. You know, you didn't get the, you didn't get the touchdown and you, you, you had a chance. You know, you, the, Seattle got 14 points in the middle eight. Yep. That, if Dallas gets 14 points in the middle eight last week, they're back in that game. Maybe it's a different game. But you know another thing, Bobby, though? When they have opportunities for big plays, like the the, the, the touch, the, the pass to Cooks or block a punt for the touchdown, you, you can't afford not to make those plays. They can't miss the deep ball to Cooks. They can't miss a block punt. Yeah. You know, they can't get a roughing the passer penalty. You know? That's that's the thing that the margin of error, especially on offense or excuse me, especially on defense right now, with what you're dealing with with the, some of the injuries you have, it's you, you can't you can't have that. Uh, next question here from De La Cruz. Uh, you both uh, reported and predicted an emergence for Jalen Tolbert. How much patience do you see Dallas having him? I think Tolbert's been better. Obviously, it's just it's not coming along as as quick as you wanted, but. You know, I think that what we were both surprised about was the extent of the learning curve yep. when he got here. It was huge. You know, and, and, and the thing about it is, you know, you Tolbert and Gallup both not catching the ball but blocking, you know, and I know, hey, everybody, if, I hate to say this, but both of them would have more helmet stickers for blocks than they would receptions, you know, and make – but they're going to – if it turns into Ramsey traveling with Lamb – I, I'm not, I don't know how much I'm testing the, the, the Ramsey, you know, going after Ramsey in this game. So somebody else is going to have to step up. Ferguson's going to have to step up even more. Tolbert's going to have to step up. And Gallup's going to have to step. Somebody, somebody is going to have to pick up if Jalen Ramsey is going to travel with CeeDee Lamb that entire game. Somebody else is going to have to win against this Miami Dolphin secondary absolutely Uh, last question here from sam hooper uh, a guy that we just referenced somebody that we talked about a little bit is marquise bell starting in j ron curse's spot next year brian i'll tell you what uh right now i would say probably because curse is curse on a one-year deal curse is curse has a year left on his deal yeah yeah so yeah they're they're gonna i I think yeah this would probably be the last year for curse and and I think that when they drafted Marquise Bell, the idea was that was the body type they wanted. They yeah. they were getting the was next. Was Bell a free you know, agent? Or, or not drafted. Yeah, when, when yeah. he was an undrafted yeah. free agent when they signed him here. The idea was that they were getting a J. Ron Curse type of yeah. build and yeah. somebody that they could build around. So yeah. uh, I, I think that that's a, a, likely, a likely end game there, Sam. All right, that does it for us here today on the Love the Star podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. We will be back with you again uh, on Saturday with a preview of the Dolphins defense, uh, an update on the injury report, 
report and uh, predictions for the game. And, of course, as always, uh, your questions for Brian Broaddus. I'm Bobby Belt. We will talk to you guys again later.